I tell everyone the first 14 days, it's all about build a relationship with that person. Give them to like and love and trust you because they're going to go out of their way to do even better for you. Well, a very happy new year to all our listeners of the Executive Leadership Podcast. Hope you all had an awesome time over the holidays or the last few weeks and are ready to get energized and ready for whatever you have planned for not only January, but also the new year. I really hope and wish everyone the best. And to start off the year, we're going to be talking with Trent Stonehouse. Uh, Trent Stonehouse is the founder of Remote CEOs Academy. And Remote CEOs Academy is, and what it is, it's an interactive training program for solopreneurs that are struggling with things like team building, burnout, work-life balance. And what they provide is solutions or different approaches to hiring and retaining talent, how to vet out and hire individuals and team members and how to set up accountability systems and and we have an awesome discussion about developing effective strategies for hiring so we hope that as we are entering the new year around this time of the year there are a lot of new things and different strategies and different shifts that people are making within their businesses or whatever they might be doing uh, in in their organizations and we hope that this interview with trent really adds value and helps you to find different ways and things to look into uh, because there's so many intricacies involved when it comes to hiring best hiring practices and so trent just provides an a different element a different angle different perspectives on strategies for effective hiring so we hope that you enjoy this episode with trent and hope you enjoy this episode well trent thank you so much for being on the podcast happy to have you on hey thank you so much for having me here cameron travis really appreciate it i'm excited to be here Uh, i know you guys got a lot going on within uh you know the disc and personality realm so i'm really excited to kind of dive into that with you Awesome. Awesome. Um, so before we start uh, in the basis of our, our conversation, I wanted to give you a chance to tell our listeners a little bit about your story. You know, who's Trent? Uh, what exactly do you do and how sort of uh, what how sort of you came to be uh, where you are today? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like every entrepreneur, um, I think we all have our kind of journey of failures it's almost like a roller coaster right so many ups and downs so you kind of find something that clicks but it's the same thing for me my uh my thing is my one element i guess that made me unique in the sense of my journey was you know i went all in on a on a basically tech platform and uh i had forty thousand dollars that i couldn't spend but i spent it and uh put it all in on this business and it kind of blew up in my face and uh, really taught me a lot. And I'm happy to kind of dive into that a, lot, a little later here. But a lot of lessons learned on my journey. I got into basically entrepreneurship back probably like 2000, 2012. So just over 10 now, 10 years. But um, it all started for me when uh, making content on YouTube, uh, built a big following there. I had like 30,000 subscribers on YouTube, 6 million views, 20,000 subscribers on Twitch. I was like a content creator of sorts. Mm. And uh, that took me down my other path of entrepreneurship where I got into then video production, got into the tech space. And it all naturally left me kind of broken in a sense of where do I go? Lost because everything I kept doing kept failing. 
and um, you know we we get moments of big success and just blow up in my face, and <laughs> we finally made something that clicked. And I just went back to what am I great at, and that's marketing. And so um, I just started helping businesses kind of do that in a sense. So that's how I kind of found my path to where I am in uh, today with uh, an agency, um, and we got fifteen plus employees, and it's been great. You know, I'm curious. I'm curious to just kind of jump in. You know, you talk about that story of of how you you know you went through some some struggles, and when we did we did your pre call, we really kind of leaned into that, and we want to kind of go a little deeper into that because part of being a leader and being an entrepreneur is is understanding that there's there's a a level of risk. It's mm -hmm. always going to be there. Um, what have you learned? I mean, maybe go into that story a little bit, but also. Uh, what have you learned kind of going, you, you took the risk, but obviously you took another risk at some point again to be where you are now. Absolutely. I mean, if you want to dive into it, we could start at the beginning and that beginning is where I was, I was born deaf. So I, I had a lot of challenges on like challenges early on in my life. Doctors, my mom, we didn't find out that I was deaf until I was like five years old. So after that, I got tubes in my ears and I had to be an ESL, English second language all through elementary and a bit of high school. I was told I wasn't going to finish school, push through mm -hmm. that. And so I think from an early age, I always had this uh, kind of will driven into me that, Hey, I'm going to push forward. I'm going to break through it and I'm going to get, I'm going to get things done. And I did, you know, they told me I wasn't going to get through school, forget about high school. Well, you know, everything graduated, no problem. Did it. Um, God, thank you for <laughs> my teachers and and my mom pushed me through that, and but we did that. So that's where, if you want to dive deep, that's where it started, right? That's okay. just, I'm going to push through. I'm going to get things done. Um, and then in the, the business aspect of things, I, I just wanted to be something um, that could be a legacy for my family. And I wanted to build something really meaningful and impactful. And so uh, I tried a lot of different things, like I said. Um, the big one that gave me the most lessons was this thing called disaster. And it sounds like disaster. I didn't put two and two together. Actually, someone else did uh, a prospect I was talking to at the time. He's like, your company sounds, sounds like disaster. I was like, dang, I wish you didn't say that, man. Um, <laughs> and it turned out to be a disaster. So I put $40,000 into the startup that I didn't have. And um, it just blew up in my face. So what it was, was it was a platform for influencers on like Twitch and YouTube turn additional revenue through ads. And uh, overnight, I would say within like a 12 month period, we had a hundred thousand daily users. And wow, that was on no marketing. All that money that I put into it was building the platform. You know, developers, expensive, right? Going out to events, expensive, right? I wasn't running any paid ads or anything like that. And uh, we had a hundred thousand daily users, just over 6,000 influencers, operating on our platform, it, it was mayhem. And uh, we couldn't really control a lot of what was happening in terms of the quality of traffic, things like that. Um, and we got shut down and it was just overnight. Google wants to pull a card on you. They pulled the card, I'm done. That was it. And I was either, I rebrand, keep going with no money that I have now, or I just scrap it and, uh, and I pretty much, go down a dark hole. And I went down into that dark hole. The lessons I learned from that though, reflecting on it was um, a lot of us want to go fast and we want to get to that finish line as fast as possible. We want to go to the moon. 
But if you go too fast, you're not going to have the brakes to slow down and land on the moon. You're just going to smack right into it and you're going to explode in a million pieces. So if you want to go fast, you actually got to go slow. Hmm. If you go fast, you're going to overlook a lot of things. And that's when all mayhem goes loose, right? If, you, if you're not being particular, you're not going slow, you're not watching what you're doing. Um, so that's what I would say is slow down, make sure you're doing everything right because you're going to pay for it in, in the end. So that was the biggest lesson I could probably tell anyone. Um, the second biggest lesson, I'll, we can go into this because this is a perfect thing where I kind of started learning more about personality tests is many of us think we need a business partner. You don't need a business partner. A business partner is for if you lack a skill. If you lack a skill, go learn that skill. And I was one of those people that would always get business partners. Boom, 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 get a business partner. I am not a believer in it anymore unless you absolutely need to. And it's a great connection. And if it's they got a skill or something that mm. you just don't have. And, um, you know, I learned that over time, actually, through personality assessments is that um, be careful who you work with, with partnerships and even clients. Like I use personality tests now, um, even to vet a prospect sometimes where it's like, do I want to work with this prospect? Those are the Very big overview. These are what I've learned. And I wish I would have learned earlier is, um, you know, I use, use your personality assessments, not just for hiring, but also vetting who you're going to work with in terms of partnerships or sales. And then go slow if you want to go fast or else you're going to pay for it. Those are the big ones, really big ones. I'm curious. I'm curious when you talk about, you know, you got to go slow to go fast. And I think that's true. And a lot of young people today, they want to they want to build a company overnight. Um, looking back, right, because, I mean, Monday morning quarterbacking is the easiest way to look back on things, right? Mm -hmm. um, looking back, what were some of the things that you lacked in those moments or didn't have enough experience in that after the fact, you're like, okay, yeah, I wasn't ready for this kind of investment or we moved too quickly on this or I didn't have enough experience or not the right people in the right seats. Or some of those things that you ended up kind of coming up with after the fact. That's exactly it. You know, you said not a, not the right people in the right seats, right? Um, good to great. Love that book, Jim Collins. Yeah. I got it right behind me here. Right there. Um, <laughs> number one, man. Number one. It, it's got to be the first book. If you want to build a, a team, if you want to build a business, you want to scale up, forget about being a solopreneur. You need a team. Absolutely. We all have limitations. You can only do so much by yourself. You need to get a team. So right people in the right seat right there. That was the lesson I learned. Right. So get the right people in the right seat. Um, you know, I had, again, a business partner. We did not click at all. Personality test. You better get to know them because it's not just for hiring. It's for choosing your relationships with sales, uh, with clients and with, uh, you know, potential partners. But we didn't know anything about that. We did not go and mix well. And then on top of that, um, I got him because I thought he'd be a good developer. Um, and he didn't let me know. And I didn't vet him because I was just too excited, excited that he really didn't have much experience at all. And so he kind of just sold me on it that he did. And um, that's my problem. That's my fault for not doing the work and quickly just jumping into it because I wanted to go fast. And so from there, what happened? That blew up in my face. We didn't build a, a strong enough platform where we could um, have enough security involved. 
And, you know, we had users abusing our platform. We couldn't vet users. And um, if you're running ads and people are paying for ad campaigns on your platform, Google's running ads on your platform, and you you start screwing up with users and security, you're done. You're done like that. And that's exactly yeah. what happened. And why? I moved fast. I take full responsibility on that. So getting the right people on the bus. In addition to this, we had options. We had options to bring in people to work with us, which we absolutely should have done. But I was like, you know, let's save our money up a little bit here, make, make it here. Like I thought I could do more by myself, but you and everyone else has limitations. If you say I can take on the world, I'll make more money by myself. You are lying to yourself. You're a liar because you can only go so much and do so much by yourself. It is impossible. You need a team in order for you to reach a level of greatness and make sure when you start building that team, after you break that realization, that's the right people. And personalities are the best way to make sure you're getting the right people. Um, and, I, and I say this because, you know, we, we hire or choose people based off of experience or, you know, their education, but all of which can be learned, right? Mm -hmm. A personality or a value, damn near, damn near impossible to change. Yeah. <laughs> So go and hire and choose your relationships based off of, you know, personality values before experience and education always. Mm. So uh, Trent, so could you go through uh, what exactly you do today and the agency that you have, and then we'll kind of go into kind of the meat of our conversation with kind of hiring and based on your experience with hiring. Yeah, absolutely. So two things, um, I have a social media agency basically built that to where it's pretty much running self-sufficient and um, it's allowed me to have uh, a time freedom either I could have more focus on it but I'm kind of a creative type so my mind's always come up with new ideas and having a lot of fun and so with that I started an academy where I'm helping entrepreneurs go from solopreneurs to being CEOs through building and scaling their business with systems like client acquisition systems or operation systems. Um, and that's how we've went through my evolution right there. Um, so now with hiring, you mentioned a few things uh, a few minutes ago regarding hiring and finding the right people. Um, I guess we'll just start with, you know, what are, what are some of the things that you've learned about hiring as your agency and, and company has evolved over time and, and going from that solo being a solopreneur to really being a CEO and building out um, a team? Yeah. Hey, great question. Like for me, it's like um, how, how, what I would recommend to anyone is my journey would be like, know yourself, do your own personality test. Don't just throw it on other people and get them to do it. Right. Know yourself first. Know if you're a creative, know if you're a driver, right. If you're an influential type or uh, an analytical, know these things. Right. Um, get it on paper and acknowledge it if it's true to you or not. And then secondly, know your values. My values for me is like proactiveness. Um, I like extreme accountability, things like that. Uh, communication is really huge for me. These are values. And um, as for me, knowing that, and if you know those things, your personality and your values, you want to hire based off of people that share those with you. So for me at my organization, we hire people that are drivers, the bolt type, the 
the, the high achievers, um, we try to hire mostly them. Um, and we're, I would call ourselves even that type of organization, like a D organization, or if you do work styles, there's a bunch of different names for them. I call them, you know, the headstrong. So the H organization, and then we pair it with values and we make sure that, you know, they share and have similar values to us. And so mm -hmm. with that, if they qualify, we then will uh, take them on board. We don't really care about uh, the best education or the, the most experience because we can, we can bring you up to speed really quickly. Um, and so from hiring, that's what we prioritize, but I would never know that I want to hire that, that driver style, that headstrong style, that bold style, high achiever style. But I didn't realize that, Hey, that's what I am too. So I have that like influential, um, creative driver style, the mix of it. And, um, that's what we try to look for someone that's a mix of, um, that, that driver. And so I've learned over time too, is that what personalities clash with me, you know, one that clashes a lot with me is an analytical type. And so I try to never hire an analytical. I try to never take on a client who is an analytical. It just, it won't work. It won't work. Mm. And so by knowing yourself, you can avoid the headache clients because not everyone's going to be a headache to you. And not a, that same client's not going to be a headache to someone else. But if their personality is a type that you won't clash with, don't mix with, it's going to be a headache client. And so you got to know these things, who you mix well with. Uh, for all aspects. Yeah. So, I mean, you talked a lot about personalities and, and values. And uh, I mean, if you just look at some of the great companies out there, like even look at Chick-fil-A, mm. why are they so successful in getting even, you know, teenagers to do well is they're, they only they hire based on values. I mean, if your values don't align, then they, they're not that quick to hire you. I mean, so if you don't fit, you don't fit. Um, so I'm curious to know, what are some of the things that you do um, to find out if the, your values align? And also with personality, what are some of the tools that you're utilizing to make sure that, you know, you can do these things quickly and efficiently during the recruiting process? Yeah, with values, uh, we'll typically jump in and we'll ask them just like questions that kind of maybe align with a value and see if they, they like, they agree with it or not or whatever. And then if we can't really identify the values right away, but we like their personality and they do have a good experience or whatever with the mix, you know, we'll look at past the values and then we'll show them right away that, Hey, this is our employee star chart. And so we have an employee star chart and that employee star chart is um, based off of our values in our company. And every week our project managers and general manager are, you know, rating our score on each employee on how they're performing mm. within our values so we show them that and we say, Hey, this is, this is it. This is what you got to live up to. This is the values. Can you, can you live up to this? And it's either, yeah, I'm on or no, I'm off. But if they say, and they're lying, yeah, I can do it. We're quickly going to expose them and we're going to find out if they're on the bus or off the bus. And so that's mm -hmm. how we find out if their values mix. And, um, we go even step further. We, we do something that I like to call like PPP positive workplace peer pressure. And so what that is, is every week, everyone's scores are publicly visible to everyone else. So everyone mm. can see how they're performing within our company values. And if they're not living up to, you know, being proactive for say, you know, and they're dropping down, everyone can see that. 
And so it's almost a self self regulating themselves and looking at it. And that peer pressure, we found that, Hey, I'm going to step up or I'm going to get out. And so they mm. eliminate themselves for us. And so, or they step up. And so that's what we found. And then answering the, the, the work style element, the personality style, um, we do a work style test, not a personality test. Um, I love personality tests. There's a many, there's many different ones. There's many different work style tests. I built my own. Um, and the work style test is basically taking the elements of disc and relating it to work. So it's just zeroed in on that. Cause a lot of these personality tests, a lot of disc tests that you find out there, a lot of it, um, highlights things that really don't matter in a workplace, in my opinion. Right. And so I only focus on the ones that are really going to be, uh, <laughs> be appropriate for work. And so I made an eight question work style assessment. It's completely inspired by disc and you'll get like, um, you'll, you'll get like accuracy, like unbelievable within eight questions. And it's just like, it, it dials in. It's really cool. Um, I spent a pretty penny on it. You guys can check it out. Um, it's remote CEOs dot academy slash work styles and uh you can take a test there and um yeah and we just kind of focus in on that and that's the tool that we use so that's it's in-house and it's free you can check it out but yeah you know in in today's world it's it's all virtual environments now even some companies don't even have corporate offices anymore a lot of remote working and this could make hiring very challenging because for for the most part now you're not meeting your candidates in person like before and so with the rise of remote work and of doing virtual interviews how can really employers look at and evaluate candidates uh whether it's their skills and qualifications without even meeting them in person you know right when you're saying all this me being like a creative type my mind's kind of running through and I can I have like five different answers for you. Now I'm trying to pick which one to give you here, but <laughs> <laughs> I'll try my best to settle down and grab a few for you. Like number one, I, what I see all the time, especially with the people I work with is that they are afraid to hire because they're hiring remote. A lot of the time, like we are now, everyone's doing it, like you're saying, and they don't know if they're going to, that person's going to be accountable if that person's lying with to them. And they're making all their decisions based off of, I feel that they're not doing this. I feel like this. I feel that. Forget about your feelings. You need to make data-driven decisions. So get yourself an accountability system. You can easily do that by having a Slack. And then a tool that I like is called GeekBot. And you pair those two together, they integrate well. And from there, you can do your end-of-day reports. You can do as many day reports as you want, week reports. I do end of day, end of week. And you zero in on what they were doing every, every day. And you have it go to a specific Slack channel where you and your managing staff can review. And you make it mandatory to do. You need an accountability system. I see people hire all the time remote. They'll go through my academy. They'll go straight to the, how do I hire? How do I hire remote? And then they forget all the other steps like building accountability systems you need accountability systems for that reason. So you can make sure people are getting their job done and you can make data-driven decisions. Secondly, a big one here is 
if you want to be able to look and monitor your reviews, your staff or your remote staff at all times, a fun tool that's really cool is called gather.town. And gather.town, gather.town is a really cool virtual um, workspace. It's kind of like uh, Sims. And everyone has an avatar. They're walking around. You can build your office oh, wow. space there. If you have divisions, you can build your own little castle over here and you can call it your creative division and <laughs> people can walk over there. And then if you walk over into someone's proximity, right, their webcam will pop up. And then you can be like, oh, hey, what's up, Jimmy? How you doing, Jimmy? Oh, good. All right. I see you drinking coffee. All right. Have a good day, Jimmy. I'm going to walk over here. Walk <laughs> over and you get someone close to someone else. Their webcam pops up. What's also cool is if you get closer, you can hear the conversation going on between your staff. And then if you walk away, the conversation gets harder and harder to hear. So it's almost like a real virtual environment. And uh, it's a great tool if that's the kind of level of control you want and micromanaging that you want. I'm not a fan of micromanaging. I really do believe it's going to kill your productivity, but that's a whole other topic. That's so I'm curious to know. I'm curious to know when you get people into your company, um, and I think this is a mistake a lot of people make when they're uh, when they've hired someone and they realize they've made a bad hire. Mm. How do you how do you make sure that you know what? Okay, you want to make sure that you're being fair and that you're being you know you're you're not you don't have an, an unnecessary or unfair bias towards the person. But how do you how do you make sure that you know you can make proper decisions and move along fast enough to get them out of the organization? Because at the end of the day, you're you're not only doing a disservice to your company, but you're probably doing a disservice to them keeping them keeping them there. Um, so what do you, how quickly do you move on? How do you make sure you're not being unfair in in your decision making, but also uh, not not allowing things to kind of get stale and and slow down too much? Big one, Travis is. Uh, adopting uh, performance reviews for those that mm. aren't hitting your KPIs. And a KPI, key performance indicator, if you don't have those, get those. Mm. Uh, you need those. That's going to help you make data-driven decisions. If you're saying, I feel, I think, all the time, ask yourself, well, if you're doing that, you don't have systems in place, KPIs in place. You need to get those so <laughs> you don't have that problem. And what we'll do is a performance, um, you know, performance review. If they're not hitting their KPIs, from there we'll sit down. We give them two weeks. They got two weeks, fourteen days. Hit your KPIs. Let's go about it. So I'm coaching a client right now, and he has an appointment setter working for him. Uh, for those that don't know, an appointment setter is someone that's gonna take the leads that are in your pipeline, try to get them on your call, uh, you know, hit them up by phone, email, whatever, get them on the call, the sales call. Anyways, this guy was saying every day that he was making this amount of calls. But again, we had software in place, accountability systems in place, and we can actually see his outbound. So he was lying and he wasn't doing his daily calls. So we called him out for it. The guy is very talented. So we told him he's got two weeks and He's got to hit those. He's got to follow this. And these are the KPIs he's got to hit. How many X amount of calls he's got to hit a day. And, um, you know, when you call them out and you show them and you say you put a deadline to where it is, people 
either step off, uh, step up or they get out. And this individual stepped up, thankfully, and it's been good. So, um, you know, if my client, Lucas, didn't have this accountability system in place and, you know, and like these software, there's that software is that can like show you what your, your person's output is doing, uh, he could have been lied to the whole time and he would never have known what's being done. And so uh, properly. So that's why you need to have those things. And then, yeah, do your performance review, give them two weeks, set clear KPIs and tell them this is what needs to be done. And uh, you check in with them, um, you know, pretty much daily for 30 minutes. And actually, I want to touch on that right now is if you hire someone new, I like to meet with them every day for at least 30 minutes a day for the first 30 days. That's actually something that I've picked up on in some of the consulting work that I've done is that a lot of, uh, I found that a lot of managers, business owners, you know, whoever's the, the top responsible leader uh, is not hands-on enough with new hires for sure. They, they leave that to uh, people, other people. And oftentimes they're one they they're, they're left scratching their head six months later and why an employee has turned out so poorly and really have no answers. And it's because they, they really weren't involved in the, in the, the training process. So I encourage, I encourage leaders, you need to be hands-on. I 100% agree with that statement. 100%. And if it's not going to be you that wants to be hands-on, then get a manager in place that, that you know is going to be able to be hands-on right. for the first yeah. month. That first month is critical. Um, and it's not just to watch over them like a hawk, right? It's checking in, see what they're doing, see what yeah. they're needing. Can, what can you help them, help them do better? What are their struggles? Get them to build some sort of relationship. I tell everyone the first 14 days, it's all about build a relationship with that person. Give them to the like and love and trust you because they're going to go out of their way to do even better for you, right? And so if you have a relationship compared to someone that you hired that you don't have any kind of relationship with. And so, um, yeah, that that's my big thing. First 14 days are critical, 30 days minimum. You got to meet with them daily. Yeah, I think another element too is uh, today organizations and companies, they're having difficulties really attracting that top talent and staying competitive. Um, and you oftentimes see job openings open for longer than they were uh, several years ago. And so in in really today's competitive job market, what do you see that employers, uh, you know, how can they really attract that top talent and stand out amongst other organizations. One thing that I like to do personally is I don't just set a salary, but I like to have incentives in place, bonuses in place. Um, it doesn't have to just be like, Hey, you're going to get a pay raise here after this amount of time. I like to have bonuses. If you do X amount of job, you hit this set of KPI, there's a bonus involved with it. And uh, that way you got people just hustling all the time. And that also really gets people stoked, especially if you're giving them a competitive base salary plus, you know, some sort of, um, some sort of bonus. Like this works for anything. It doesn't have to be sales for my creative team. If they do X amount of creatives, whatever, we're giving them a bonus. If we have a renewal from a client on the subscription, they're getting a, they're getting a bonus out of that. And so that's what we do. Um, that way we encourage good work all the time. And so I would say, try to come up with incentives like that, you know, and, um, and you'll do, you'll, you'll probably find a lot more people that are quicker to work with you. Um, and don't be, 
don't be uh cheap too if you want good if you want good work you want good staff you got to pay for it you know you got to pay for it that's a big one is we try to be as cheap as possible and then uh, what you find then is you're uh you're, you get what you pay for and so i'd say that for me i like to hire offshore not locally for the most part because my dollar goes a lot further i know i'm going to upset a lot of people like this but then what I do is I just pay really, really well there, which is just a fraction of a cost locally. And then I'm getting like the top talent offshore. And so that's what I've done. And uh, that helped, helped me a lot for sure. Good stuff. So as we kind of begin to wrap up, I mean, what are some of the, uh, what are some other tools that maybe you, you haven't uh, mentioned yet that you would suggest people use when it comes to uh, recruiting, retaining, um, you know, you got you threw a lot of tools in there that we're gonna have to go back through and make sure we drop links into the uh, into the into the notes. But what are any anything else you think? You know what? This is worth mentioning because because uh, the world of AI and all these things that are being that are out there today, I mean, we're we're moving at such such a more rapid pace than ever before. And I'm telling people all the time, I'm like, you, you can you can laugh at some of the processes and new ideas that are coming out, but this this is the way. Uh, the way the world's moving. So either you get on now or you, you get left behind. Yeah. Well, I agree with you entirely. You have to start adopting systems, start adopting AI, keeping your eyes on what's going on in the world. But, uh, you know, big, big tools that I'm using that I recommend to everyone. If you've got a remote team, you can consider these ones, Slack, Asana, Geekbot, Gather Town, Gather.town, Cyfe.com. What is it? Really quickly, it's pulling uh, all the data from everywhere your CRMs, your Google Analytics, your ads, whatever. It's a dashboard for pulling all of your analytics from across every platform and centralizing it for you to make better data driven decisions. That would be a big one. Um, what's another one? Airtable, we use a lot. Um, you got to use personality tests, of course. If you want a cool, I'll give this to you. It's nothing to do with hiring, but I do recommend everyone check this out. Instantly.ai. It's amazing for lead gen. Just the, I just want to throw that out there really quick. Just, yeah. So <laughs> just thinking of tools. <laughs> How can people connect with the work that you do, Trent? Yeah, well, they can follow me over on Instagram. Uh, that's my name, Trent Stonehouse just how it sounds s-t-o-n-e house and they can also type that in on youtube that's my youtube channel youtube.com slash trent stonehouse or they check out my academy which is remote ceos uh, dot academy and there you can find me over there as well awesome and uh, for those listening those links are provided in the podcast description on whichever platform you're listening on so you can connect with trent on social media and also the website you post like amazing content on instagram so love following your content there um but yeah so uh we before we do close out uh we do have a little bit of a rapid fire just for our listeners to get to know you more so uh travis first question <laughs> first question yeah we always like to have a couple fun questions uh first question is dead or alive <laughs> who would you like to have lunch with well, dead or alive right now. Um, I'm gonna throw out, I don't know, first name that came in my head. It's Alex Ramosi. You gotta tell us who that is or tell oh, me. Who Alex Ramosi, how do you not know? The guy is the king of the internet right now. Alex Ramosi, he's like 
um, a top dog entrepreneur came came out um, um, just a few years ago, really made a public appearance, but he's been around forever. He's got a portfolio of a hundred million dollars uh, of a hundred million dollars worth of comp uh, businesses. He wrote two books, hundred million dollar wow. leads, hundred million dollar uh, no hundred million dollar offers, hundred million dollar leads, and uh, he's just taken over the internet internet by storm the last few years, and uh, would highly recommend uh, checking him out. So he's, he just sold his company, I think, like a few years back for uh, 43 or 40, 46 million. So, yeah. Another one is, uh, what's a bucket list item for you? Ooh, bucket list item for me is I would love to just travel around. Um, I would say I want to go to like uh, Asia. I do a lot of traveling. I just kind of got back from just going like a month in Italy. Now I want to like hit some parts of Asia up. So I, I, I want to do more traveling for sure. So Asia is my next on my list. Awesome. Awesome. And the final thing is uh, what's a book that you've read recently that you say, you know what, this is a book everybody should read or a suggested read. Uh, I'm going to say a hundred million dollar leads for sure by Alex Rossi. It's a good one. Um, you know, everyone's biggest problems these days, they seem to say is like, I need more leads. I need more leads. Uh, if you need leads, Check out that book, 100%. It'll help you out, point you in the right directions. Well, excellent, excellent. Well, thank you again, Trent, for uh, spending, spending some time with us today. And uh, hopefully we can catch up again in the future. Yeah, absolutely. We'd love to. Thank you, Travis. Thank you, Cameron. Thank you, guys. Well, we thank you so much for tuning in to the first episode of 2024 with Trent. We hope that this episode added value to your leadership and that you were able to gather some some uh, nuggets in terms of when it comes to hiring, when you're looking at different candidates and hope that this added value to, to help you when it comes to hiring. And if you want to find out more about Trent, you can connect with him and all the links are in the podcast description or if you're watching the video, uh, you can also find the link on the YouTube channel there. And if you want to connect with us, TC Advisory Group, we can help you on an individual team, organizational level, help you in different areas of leadership. And we offer various solutions. We have over three decades or four decades of experience in leadership and the workforce. And we really hope that we can help elevate your leadership on an individual level, at a team or department level, or as an organization. And we offer different solutions, whether it's online, virtually, or we also offer hybrid solutions and also uh, in person if that works for you. And we hope that you can connect with us at TC Advisory Group. Dot com And if you want to find out more, you can schedule a free discovery call with us. And that link is in the podcast description as well to find out more and learn more. Uh, maybe provide some insights on some of the daily pain points that you're having as a leader or as an organization or as a team. And oftentimes what we find is that the root cause of your pain points or where you feel like you're stuck is leadership. And it's so important to truly invest in yourself, invest in your team invest in your company in terms of training to take yourself and your company and your team to the next level and that's what we're here for is to not only empower individuals but empower teams and empower organizations to help get you to that next level so we hope that you connect with us tcadvisorygroup.com and find out more thank you so much for tuning in to the executive leadership podcast feel free if this is your first time listening give us a subscribe 
and uh, so that you receive notification when the next episode goes live and if you found something very intriguing or if you have any ideas that you would like to share with us or just want to connect with us via email you can connect with us info at tcadvisorygroup.com thank you so much and we'll catch you on the next episode